Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F dot org. Shoots and scores! Tomas Hurdle hits the jackpot! You're listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide. Brought to you by Coors Light. Scores! 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 Logan Couture wins it in overtime! Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Marlow leads it over to Eric Carlson. What a tip to the end. Shoots. He scores! That was a brilliant tip by Eric Carlson and a beautiful finish by Matt Nieto as he scores his first goal of the season. The Sharks have tied the game 1-1. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that, uh, you know, the big, strong team, they blocked a lot of shots. Uh, we talked about that before the game. Our ability to get shots through would be important. You know, I was generally pretty happy through the first 40 minutes. They had a three-minute push there in the second period where they came a little bit and, uh, you know, they got the game turned around a little bit. But, you know, I think the difference is, you know, our power play at, at, at crucial times needs to, to get us one there. And, uh, you know, Minnesota's a good penalty kill team. But um, we didn't generate a lot of emotion from our from our power play, you know, especially when we had chances, didn't capitalize on our chances. Banker missed one here on the back door. You know, it was basically a 2-1 game in my mind. But, uh, you, you know, again, I think probably else I would have to say is just, a, you know, we need more from the big guys. We got another goal from uh, from Matt Nieto and on that fourth line here, and uh, you know we we need uh, our best players to be our best players. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Morning Tide. Hope everybody is doing well on this Saturday morning. And yeah, that was a tough one to lose last night, but I'll look at it this way: I'll never feel good about a loss, but I wasn't particularly upset about that one. Now. The first game against the series in St. Louis, yeah, that one bothered me. I was thinking to myself, you score four goals on the road, you're up to nothing, you win the special teams battle, that's a game you should have won. Now, last night's game was once again a game where the Sharks overall should have and could have won, but that's, you know, that's not reality, that's just an opinion. It's obviously not how it came out. But A, the final scoreline of 4-1 is in no way representative of that game and the way it went down. And also, that's a 2-1 game that the Sharks are in it, um, you know, until the last minute of the game when, you know, a couple empty netters are scored. That's just how it goes sometimes. I have a couple immediate reactions. And the first one, of course, is that the offense has to get going. It was not working. You're in for a second consecutive game. You can make the argument that it's not working. They did not create as many opportunities in this game. They were having a lot of trouble getting anything going in front of the net. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but when it's your third and fourth line that are providing offense or providing opportunities in the last couple of games, uh, you need to start looking at the big names and saying, you got to get it going. That's just the way that's just the way it is. That's why you earn that money. And I'm, confident that it will get going but I also have the reaction out of this game of we are watching the Sharks slowly improving because what was the big problem through the first three games it was a collapse in the second period for a second consecutive game we've watched the Sharks rectify that yes they did give up a goal in the second period and they did lose the second period battle if you just want to look at the straight score but 
ultimately it's better than they did over the first couple of games. And that's what you want to see throughout a season. You want to see improvement. And right now you're watching the Sharks kind of bounce around. One game they're going to be playing pretty well on offense. The next one they're not playing pretty well on offense. We've seen them look good on offense. We've seen them look not so good on offense. But to go just a little more in that vein, it's going to take some time. And that's tough because we're all A, impatient, and B, we're about to be beyond the 10% point of the season. Only 56 games. This fifth game represented us passing the 8% point of the year. Yes, I did the math if you'd like to check me. But I look at this and think to myself, okay, you got to find your way here. You got to figure it out. Yes, overall, the best possible thing to do is keep your head above water before you figure out if and when you can play true home games. But... I also look at this and say, is the team showing signs of improvement? And ultimately, I say yes. I say that what I've seen from the Sharks in these first couple of games has been a little bit all over the place, but we're starting to see more of a consistent identity. And you know what has not been a problem? The goalies. The goalies have not been a problem. Yes, in the second game, Martin Jones was put in a bad situation and they ended up scoring five against Jones. At least two of those were not on him. Probably three of those weren't on him. Two came off of the faceoff. That was a bad game for the Sharks in terms of the positions they put Martin Jones in. Devin Dubnik, he's looked really good. Again, if your goalies in back-to-back games are giving up one and two goals respectively, you should really win both of those games. The Sharks did not win both of those games, but compared to what we were looking at a year ago, we were saying the goalies are a problem. The goalies are a problem. Martin Jones isn't himself. Aaron Dell, there wasn't a lot of faith in him, and even though when he did get time later in the year, he did look better than I think we all previously thought, but if we want to go back, we would have all looked at the goalies a year ago and said this is a problem, but I'm not feeling that way right now. And the defense is getting better, which again was a problem last year. And the defense is getting better over the first five games of the year. So it is slow progress, but it is consistent progress. And it's a bit herky jerky. Like I said, like the offense looked good. Now the offense looked bad. The defense looked bad. Now the defense is looking good. And again, the consistency over the course of the first five games of the year is you're getting Devin Dubnik and Martin Jones. It's not a goalie and a backup goalie per se, but you're looking at a one and a one a, if these guys give each other rest, that puts themselves in a good position to be better for their next start. And in my estimation, that is a win-win situation. You want rested goalies. We've seen the numbers in recent years is that the goalies that are getting rest almost 50% of the time, you are watching the number one guys put up huge performances over the course of the year because that rest is so important. But again, big picture, this is a 2-1 loss plus two empty netters. Yes, a final of 4-1 doesn't look so good, but I think overall, I liked what I saw from the Sharks. I didn't see a huge problem with anything out there. And yes, the offense does need to get going, but the offense is going to take some time to gel. I think that that's what we're seeing with the Sharks. A lot of missed passes, a lot of things where guys are trying to get 
a little cute in times because they're they're a little bit ahead of themselves. I thought Eric Carlson for a second consecutive game looked really, really good. And I don't understand what people are saying on social media. That first empty netter, that was just a bad bounce. Eric Carlson had nothing to do with that. That could have happened to anyone. And that was not on him in the slightest. But I thought Eric Carlson once again was making things happen, was showing that silky smooth skating, positionally was in the right place, was trying to connect the dots with passes. I think once again, though, with Eric Carlson, we saw a situation where he was just trying to make too much happen, where he was trying to hit the home run pass instead of going for the the doubles and singles, the illusion we've heard from Brett Hedekin. But Eric Carlson, again, if you're complaining about him, you're not looking at the right places. If if I have a complaint, if I'm being honest, is that I look at Timo Meyer. I look at Evander Kane. I look at these power forwards. I want them using their bodies more. And we heard Brett Hedekin talking about this during the broadcast. You want these guys charging the net. You want them just kind of putting their shoulder down and going straight in. I want to see more of that. And I think we need to see more of that because everything is not crisp enough from the outside in. So right now, until you get more crisp, you're going to have to go right up the gut and you're going to have to challenge guys with physicalities, ask questions of the goalies and the defense, put pucks in play, try and get a rebound, try and get a deflection, whatever it is, just being pushed to the outside and towards the corners like we saw last night and in the previous game a little bit. It's not good enough, and it's not going to get you wins against a Minnesota team that's playing pretty well to start the year. In the first three games of the year, the Sharks' offense was clicking a little bit more. Now, that might have had to do more with the defenses on uh, oppositions not being as honed in on defense. We heard that from Logan Couture in the preseason and right before the first game. He said he expected the offenses to look good and the defenses were going to take a little bit longer. I'm not here trying to say that it was some sort of a false reality because I think the Sharks do have potent weapons on offense, but maybe the early success we saw was a little bit of a mirage compared to where they actually are. I think we saw the talent shine in those first few games. But now, as everybody's getting a little bit more used to gameplay, the offense is going to have to be more cohesive as a total unit. Each line is going to have to work that much harder. The power play is going to have to be that much more crisp because suddenly the power play over the last two games has not looked as good as it did throughout those first three games. The penalty kill, however, though, that's been once again a point of strength for the San Jose Sharks. They look confident when they go on the kill, and that's how the team looked last year. The power play wasn't much last year, but the kill was good. So right now, if the power play isn't humming along, then you got to make sure that kill is on point. And it seems to be over these last two games and really over the course of the entire year, once again, we're watching this penalty kill look similar to how it did last year. And ultimately, I do think that power play that we saw, I think we saw some of what they want to do in essence. It just takes time to develop. And that's the greater case for the team right now. It's taking them time to figure it all out. The problem, like I alluded to a few moments ago, is that there is not a lot of time. It's an abbreviated season. They don't have the same buffer zone to find themselves in a year, and it's different in terms of the overall level of cohesion and everybody knowing each other in the system, when we make the comparison to 2013, the last time the Sharks were dealing with an abbreviated season. But right now, I think, again, what I'm focusing on is the fact that the team is overall looking better. And I think that even though we did see that offense look better in those first couple of games, or first few games, first three games, 
I think that we see a style of play that's going to keep them in games more going forward. And again, not to sound like the ultimate homer take, but if they can walk out of this again with a series split, I'm going to be okay with that because Minnesota has had a nice start to their season. Last night was their home opener. And once again, the Sharks were right in this one. All five games we've seen from the Sharks this year, they have played potentially good enough to win. Yes, they are only two wins and three losses right now, but they haven't been getting played off the ice. They haven't been just destroyed. They have been in all these games. They've created opportunities. They've shown flashes of what I think they're going to be when we get towards about the 20-game mark. But what's so difficult is, again, there is so little time, and the margin of error right now is razor thin, and guys are going all out because it is an abbreviated season, and that's why you need Logan Couture and Timo Meyer and Evander Kane to step up. Ryan Donato, I know he's in his first stint with the Sharks, and I love the effort that I'm seeing from him. I love the effort that I'm seeing from all these guys. It just needs to work. It just needs to start gelling. It just needs to start producing more offense because, again, we like what we're seeing the defense turn into, but we need to be able to win a game in which your 1A goalie only gives up two goals on the road. To me, that's a performance you need to back up with support on the offensive side of things to give him that win. And I don't just mean this in a sense that he deserves it, but as a team, if the goalie who's not your starter only gives up the two goals, you need to have the offense to win that game, whether it's home, whether it's away, whatever the scenario is. I suppose one of those potential scenarios is that the Wild go on to be the darlings of this abbreviated season and make a run deep into the playoffs. I don't think that will be the case, but I do suppose that could be one of the potential realities that we do see. Regardless, you got to find a way to win that game. It's not a soul-crushing defeat. It's not one that's going to keep you up at night. It's not one that's going to haunt you for the rest of the year. But I think Bob Bugner is now looking at at least two out of the last three games and saying, boy, we should have one, maybe two more wins at this point in the year. I think the other thing he's saying is, hey, look at my third and fourth lines. They're scrapping. They're fighting. They're clawing. They've helped us on the offensive end of things for the last two games. And I think Bob Bugner, in light of that, is then thinking, where are my top six guys? Where's the production from them? Is this going to be a course correction where it's just a dry spell and we see them come on strong? Or is there something schematically that needs to change? I don't think that's the case right now. When I look at the offense, I still see a bit of overall just a lack of cohesion and a lack of chemistry, and that's to be expected. And maybe until that's there, Bugner needs to tell these guys, listen, if you have the individual talent to do this, then do it. Don't make the pass. Maybe create opportunities for yourself because we've seen those cute passes and we've seen guys pass up shots and try and create something else elsewhere on the ice. Maybe he needs to say, listen, until we feel confident enough to let this offense do its thing that we want it to do. If you have the opportunity to flex, to go out there and use your skills, go and make it happen, which is what I'm alluding to with the frustrations, particularly of Evander Kane and Timo Meyer, big, strong, fast power forwards who I wanted to see them attacking the net in last night's game, but they didn't too often. Again, things were not being created inside the circles and it's something the sharks are going to have to work on if they want to improve, if they want to get better, there's there's no denying this. They know what they're capable of. And if they want to get into the playoff hunt, they've got to make this offense click. 
There's no surprise. Listen, even though they are playing good on defense, that can't be the only facet. You need to be good with your offense. You need to be good with your defense. You need to be good with your goalies. You need to be good with special teams. Sharks are doing a lot of those right, but suddenly the offense has gone missing in action. And now, a moment of chill from Coors Light. Light Mountain Cold Refreshment made to chill after the short but cold beer run from hot tub to cabin. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Uh, at times, I would agree with that. I think that uh, you know we talked about these guys and, and how they play in front, and uh, they they front a lot of shots, so um, they're not next necessarily a box out team. So they stand in front of you, and and if you don't. They rely on their forwards to, to block that first layer, and, and they do a good job of that. And if you can get it through, it's usually as a sifter, and, and then, you know, they step in front of you, and they front puck. So, you know, we have to have the ability to play low, you know, and try and play below the tops of the circles, obviously still using that low to high play, but, uh, um, you know, attack the back of the net and change puck side and things like that a little more. And I thought we just, uh, we did it at times. And, you know, again, I thought we, we played well enough to win, um, but, we, we, we need more offense, obviously, than just one goal. It's tough to win that game, and, and I thought our power play had crucial times in that game could have made a difference and didn't. As Bob Bugner commenting on the fact that his offense really couldn't get going in last night's game, and we saw them grind, and we saw them fight, and we saw them keep it a tight game until those two empty netters in the uh, waning moments of the contest, uh, but they weren't able to break through. And for the Sharks right now, their defense is finding itself. It wasn't perfect, but it's getting better and the second period problems have been mostly negated for the last two games. But right now, the offense is trying to find itself. This is what Timo Meyer had to say when he was asked about that offense after the loss. Yeah, I think it starts, uh, obviously, in the D zone, breaking out better. Come with more speed uh, through the neutral zone. And then uh, I think a big thing is uh, holding on to pucks in the offensive zone and, and wear down their Ds. I think that's where we got to do a better job. Uh, yeah. They did a good job today blocking some shots. So, you know, if we get those two and and have some more presence at the net, I think it's going to create more offense for us. And Meyer was also asked about why the power play has suddenly dropped off. Honestly, I think uh, we got to just keep it more simple, get some pucks through. Um, Net presence is important, uh, I think, for some uh, uh, you know, amount of time we're moving the puck wall, but uh, we're not really dangerous in front of that. So I think we just got to fight to get some, you know, an ugly one, and uh, that will give us some confidence back. And for the second straight game, it was the Sharks' fourth line that came through with the lone goal. Here's Long Beach native Matt Nieto on what's been working. Uh, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, nice to get that that first goal back. Yeah, I think all three of us are just uh, experienced guys, and, you know, we work for each other, and, and we can all play with pace, and um, it's been working well so far, and uh, we just have to keep keep rolling here. And by the way, I don't want you to get my reaction to this team getting fourth-line production as problematic. I love fourth-line production. I'll take it any day of the week, but it's better when you get fourth-line production on top of particularly first and second line production. So if and when that happens, the Sharks will be in a much better situation. But until that happens, little mistakes are going to punish them. And that's what we saw happen on uh, defensive 
I wouldn't even call these miscues because I thought that was more what we were seeing through the first three games. I think what we saw tonight was just a lack of overall cohesion. Guys were not quite sure if the other guy was going to react, and Bob Bugner expounded upon that after the loss. I think there was a little uh, hesitation where on the first goal, uh, we talked about that in between periods on that puck switches sides and, and we got to get into a rotation. Uh, the first forward there should be the guy jumping on that. That would have been Timo in that situation. Carly Carly thought Timo was going to go. Timo thought Carly was going to go. And it has to be quicker than that. Or just too much, um, you know, too much hesitation. And, uh, you know, what happened on the second goal there, they just, we got beat out of the corner. It was just a, it was a one-on-one battle. Um, they got physical on us. They got beat out of the corner. And again, it was a three-on-two sort of attack towards our net and, I guess, you know, we could have been played on the defensive side of that guy in, 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 that, in that situation as well, in that run. But Bugner also pointed out that we should probably get used to this. This Sharks team is going to be in many games where one to two goals are the difference, depending on which way it swings. Yeah, well, we hope they don't happen too often. We, we hope to get more offense out of that. But, yeah, we're going to be in close games. There's no doubt about it. We're not, you know, very rarely going to blow another team out in this league. And, uh, you know, it's a 2-1 hockey game. And it's really, that's the, at the end of the day, you come into a building and we've been on the road for a long time. And I thought we played great first two periods with the exception of about a three-minute span in the second period. And uh, we just couldn't find that second one and, and uh, at the right time. And, you know, the longer the game goes and, you know, the home team just, you know, they're still in it. You know, anything can happen. That's what happened tonight. I think, you know, just didn't find a way to get the next goal that we needed. And, uh, you know, it's going to happen. But we got to we got to look at the tape and come back tomorrow. And obviously with these back-to-backs, you got to make a few adjustments and, uh, you know, find ways to, uh, you know, to hopefully create offense next game. There's a couple of things that we got there from Bugner in the post game that I thought were relatively revealing in terms of the lack of emotion that he talked about. Because he said he didn't see a, enough emotion from the power play. And I think that that also plays in with what he talked about with they've been on the road a long time. I think that because the training camp obviously was in Arizona and now they've been on the road to start this season and we don't know if and when they are going to be home again, you do see it wear a little bit. And I think that may have had to do with just the lack of overall push because it probably seems pretty daunting right now. And I know that you can say, well, these guys are professionals and they're paid not to have things daunted and things to that extent. I, I know these thoughts run through my head at the same time, but I also know that it's true. I'm sure these guys are tired. I'm sure that this is a shock to their system in terms of having not played hockey like this for 10 months and now they're back at it. You combine that with the fact that they're not at home. They're on the road to start off. They've been on the road, this is going to drag. This is going to be tough. And this is where we're going to really see a lot of the character and the mental fortitude of the team try and come through. And this is where you're going to see not necessarily the leadership skills of Logan Couture in particular, but the leadership structure of the San Jose Sharks as a whole. I think that you need these top guys, these guys that we associate with the franchise, the guys who are getting the big money contracts, they have to come through or else you run the risk of it all just kind of crumbling. And I don't I don't think that's a huge risk right now, but I think that was part of what we saw happen last year. And I don't think it's due to a lack of effort. It was just like, it was too much. The injuries, the fact that the season wasn't going in the right direction, they were getting behind early. You see that cumulative effect wear against these guys' psyches and to where they aren't able to perform because they just feel like it's not going to go their way. You have to make sure that doesn't happen this year because the Sharks, again, through the first five games of the year, have shown me a lot that I like. The penalty kill, the fact that that has been pretty darn good again, I love seeing that. 
The power play showed flashes in the first few games of the year. I love that. Martin Jones, Devin Dubnik, the fact that those guys are playing well and looking like a quality one-two combo, this, this all has me excited. This should have you excited as well because the thing that's not living up to the expectation is the one thing that I kind of felt like were the sure things. The goals from Logan Couture, from Timo Meyer, from Evander Kane, from Brent Burns. You go down those lines. You're looking, like Bob Bugner said, you need your best players to play like your best players. You haven't had that yet. And again, I love that Marcus Sorensen is scoring. I love that you're watching Stefan Nason go out there and battle along the boards. I love that Nieto's coming through with a goal. That makes me happy. I like seeing these things because it tells me there's fight across the board. But you want that fight across the board to work in conjunction with the top-level talent you have on this team. But ultimately, this is a learning process. The team is learning on the fly compared to what we normally would have seen in the preseason, in a normal training camp, and a year that was relatively transitional from what we've seen from last year to this year. More from Bugner. Well, I think that, uh, um, you know, it's so early in the season, and, and I don't think it's a, a huge uh, um, measuring stick right now. I think we're still trying to figure out our own games, our own teams, all the coaches are doing the same. You know, I I, I like really, uh, if anything, that how we played in the third period in St. Louis, we carried it in. We played a pretty good, solid, structured game in the first two periods here. And, you know, that again, the power play, we gotta we got to try and find a way to solve their PK. And they're probably saying the same thing over there. We did a real good job on our kill. And it's just minor adjustments. For me, it's, it's about... You know, we got to find a way and, and work on it tomorrow in practice of you know, generating some more offense from below the tops of circles. One of the things that my good friend Jamie Baker made sure that I understood, and he made sure to hammer this home every time the Sharks were having trouble, especially early on in the season when they usually go on that road trip, is he would always tell me, look, Ted, they need to get some practice. You watch the game where they have a chance to practice in between, and the team will suddenly look better. And Jamie was always right about that because practice, as he made me understand, is so valuable early in the year when you're trying to figure out what you are, when you're trying to figure out what you're doing, because you work on it in training camp, but you're playing it in training camp speed and you're playing it in preseason games, which is not the same as the real thing. Then you go take it out to the real thing in the NHL and suddenly you're made very aware of the problems that you have and what you need to rectify. You just don't always have the time to work on it. Right now, the Sharks are suddenly going to have an opportunity where they are able to work on it and they're able to say, okay, this is what we're doing wrong. This is where we've messed up because normally you would be a bit ahead of where you are now. So it makes the practice time that much more important. And I won't be surprised if this team comes out with a much stronger effort in game number two against the Wild. And much to the credit of Bob Bugner, he was able to make those adjustments from game one to game two of the series against St. Louis. And we'll see if these minor adjustments come into play between game one and game two of this series against the Wild. And we've been talking about how interesting it'll be to watch these coaches adjust and adapt within the series. And so we now get to see how good Bob Bugner is at this once again. And I also look at the overall demeanor of Bob Bugner from how he was after the first game against St. Louis compared to how he was in the first game here against Minnesota. After game one against St. Louis, he looked pretty ticked off. He looked pretty heated. He was not pleased with how the team performed. And then after the game last night, you saw him. 
he again, he wasn't he wasn't distressing. He wasn't overall concerned about what he saw. And I think that's because he thinks and he knows how to fix it, which is what you want a coach to do. We talked about it, you know, in Arizona. They came out of that first game saying, hey, we feel better about this. We think like we can do better in game number two. And I thought the Sharks had that feeling after game number one in St. Louis that, hey, we know how we're going to do better. They came back in game number two of that series against St. Louis and they were better. And this is a similar situation where they will now have the opportunity to come back as better against this Minnesota team in the second game of this series. Regular NHL season, it's on to the next team. 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 Suddenly, what you've looked at in one game becomes valuable for what you're doing in the next game, very similar to how we would look at it in a playoff game or playoff series. But the best players have to play like the best players. Eric Carlson has been coming out of the funk he was in in the first three games of the year, and I think people were overall overreacting to what they were seeing from him but he is looking like the Eric Carlson we all expect him to be. You need a little bit more from Evander Kane, from Timo Meyer. Tommy Hurdle got off to a hot start, so you can't put the onus on him. He did what he was asked to do. You need more from Brent Burns. You want to see more in the evolution of Ryan Donato. But overall, I feel like this Sharks team is close. I feel like they're close to taking that next step to being a more consistent team. And I don't think that we should expect it to all happen at once because Again, you look at what happened last year, changed head coach. He was named the official head coach and had the interim title taken off in the offseason. And then you had a delay and you've been in Arizona for your training camp. And now you're on the road forever and until who knows when to start your season and even your potential home matches that are coming up. You don't even know if those are going to be on your actual home ice or in Arizona. So yes, it is frustrating to see the Sharks having lost three winnable games in the young season, but at the same time, I keep on telling myself that the Sharks have been in all games that they've played. They've played well enough to win, but they haven't been clean enough or they haven't executed as well as they need to across the board to have walked away with one, two, or three more wins than they actually have. All right. That wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I'll be back with you with a new episode on Monday morning, reacting to game two of this series. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.